Hey there, Darren Daily On Demand listeners. It's your show producer, Mariana, here with a special message before we get started today. We are so incredibly grateful for all of you, our valued listeners. We love hearing about the ways that Darren Daily On Demand has impacted your lives. Like from listener Kimberly Petit, who says, I have extremely low self-confidence, and by listening to my Darren Daily On Demand episodes, I've been growing as a person. I have taken actions and been consistent with them. If this podcast has made a positive impact in your life like it has for Kimberly, we would be so grateful if you could take a moment to leave a five-star review on the platform where you're listening right now. And don't forget to share this episode or the entire podcast with the people closest to you. You never know when they might need to hear an uplifting or even a gut punch message in their life. Thank you for being part of this growth journey with us. We love becoming better every day right alongside you. Now let's dive into today's episode and keep on growing together. Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. Here's your success mentor, Darren Hardy. Good morning. So I have a little story for you this morning. Grab a cup of coffee, settle into a comfortable chair, and enjoy this journey. This story is about a guy named Bob. Bob had a problem. He was in a crisis. He had to keep his company afloat during World War II. See, the business Bob worked for sold a fizzy beverage. The drink was super popular too. But as we know, in a lot of these fizzy beverages, the main ingredient that they had to have is sugar. Boo, sugar bad, I know, but stick with me here a second. The problem was during World War II, sugar was highly rationed. That meant it was super expensive. Bad for Bob and Bob's company was already deep in debt. Bob had to find a way to make his product for less money, distribute it to way more people, and Bob had to do all of this really fast. Luckily, Bob was a smart guy. He's up for the challenge. Now, if you knew Bob in college, you wouldn't think that Bob was so smart. That is at least what his report card would say about Bob. Bob flunked out of high school once. He barely graduated from military school. He flunked out of a prestigious technical school and he dropped out of another school after only one semester. Bob wasn't smart in the way most people think of smart. He wasn't a intellectual type. Bob rarely even read a book. But young Bob, he possessed a couple of character qualities, a couple of key skills that would become essential in Bob's future. One of these skills was leadership. While Bob often failed as a student, he excelled at getting people to do what needed to be done. At military school, Bob was a leader in every kind of club and organization there was, from drama to the football team. After dropping out of college, Bob worked his way up from being a simple laborer to a machinist apprentice, then an assistant stock clerk, then a purchasing agent, then a sales agent, and through determination and just sheer hard work and working on his skills as a leader, he climbed the ladder to vice president and soon after CEO of a new soft drink company. Bob had arrived, but then the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. Damn, the war threatened Bob's fizzy drink business. Financially, the business was doomed. But here's the thing, Bob was a resourceful guy. Bob was innovative, he was unfazed by the surprise and the challenges. When the United States entered World War II, Bob rose to the occasion. First off, Bob made a bold and audacious promise. He said every single soldier on the front lines would get 
his fizzy drink for only five cents, no matter how much it cost him to make it. Bob promised wherever American soldiers were in the world, they could count on having, as he put it, a little taste of home. It was a huge and audacious promise for a company that was already deeply in debt. But guess what? It paid off. Bob got a call from a super fan of his soft drink. He had heard about Bob's promise. Now this fanboy happened to also be a pretty powerful guy, General Dwight David Eisenhower, the Supreme Allied Commander of all Allied forces. Eisenhower wanted to support him in his American promise. The general asked Bob to build 10 bottling plants along with 3 million bottles of Bob's drink that the American government would pay for. Within six months, the first plant opened near the front lines. Eventually the government, and yeah, I'm saying the government, the United States of America, not Bob's company, paid for the cost of not one or 10, but 64 more plants, all built along the European and Pacific fronts. To fulfill that large order, Bob's company was given all the sugar that it needed. Problem solved, company saved, and an icon is made. Bob's fizzy drink would eventually be called America's Real Choice and the official soft drink of summer and become one of the most influential brands in the history of the world. What can Bob's story teach us? I think a lot. Not about selling sugar water, but about leadership action in crisis. Here are a few takeaways if you're taking notes in your Darren Daily Journal. One, in times of extraordinary crisis, you have to act extraordinarily. Bob could have just retreated. Everyone told him to. He could have hunkered down, cut expenses, weather the war, and attempt to rebuild it afterwards. But Bob did just the opposite. Bob went big and people noticed. Number two, no excuses. It doesn't matter your business or your industry. Coca-Cola was not a quote unquote necessary product. We were in a world war for crying out loud. We were turning in gum wrappers to make tanks. We were washing our tinfoil, if you had any, to reuse. A soft drink? Not at the top of the priority list at all. But because of Bob's audacious promise, and he made sure everybody knew about his audacious promise, meaning AKA marketing and promotion, he made his product a wartime necessity. And after wartime institution, a worldwide household name. Number three, something good can be made from something bad. That's what Robert Woodruff did. Bob said, something good will happen to Coca-Cola as a result of America being at war, end quote. Seeing an opportunity in adversity isn't a skill, it's just a choice. You don't have to learn how to see the good in a bad situation or how to find the opportunity in adversity. You just have to do it. It's not some pre-existing ability. It's not about, it's only about making a choice to go, to go forward, to be audacious, to be bold. You have to choose to believe that something good can and does come out of everything that happens to you. Be like Bob. Choose to look for the good that can come from the bad. Don't assume your emotions are going to cooperate either. They probably won't. The situation might have you upset. People are afraid maybe even hurting. It's okay to admit, yeah, this sucks, but then quickly switch to, well, what can we learn here? What can we do? 
given this new situation? How can we act boldly? How can we turn bad into good? How about even iconic? The first step in finding the good is choosing to see it. That's what Bob did. He chose to see what good he could make from the bad. That's it, make the choice. Put your emotions aside, keep moving forward, innovate, seek solutions, find ways to be of service. This is going to be the great separator from those who will thrive and from those who will just fade away. Don't look for excuses, look only for solutions. Look for exciting opportunities to serve, to help, to lead, to contribute. We got this Darren Daly community, let's be Bob.